but um, it's really great when you meet people of kindred spirit like that and you can share and pray and uh, talk about the things that God is saying and doing with a view to applying them, which brings me on to what we were just singing and what we're, we need to just briefly talk about this morning. And uh, if you want to turn to it, uh, Matthew chapter 7. <clears throat> this, is, this is the very key bit. Therefore, this is Jesus speaking. This is verse 24, Matthew chapter 7. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, but it didn't fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Rain came down, the streams rose, and winds blew, beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. One thing to hear, another thing to do. And that's the one thing I want in the brief time this morning to, to just bring us back to. It's not sufficient to hear because hearing without doing is pretty pointless. Let's talk about the difference between wisdom and intelligence. Intelligence will understand that something's bad for you. Smoking's bad for your health, let's say. Wisdom is not about understanding that. It's about deciding, because of that, I'm not going to smoke. It's actually doing something with the information. It's not so much what you think, but it's what you actually do. Many years ago, uh, a guy was helping me with my priorities. And he said, uh, he started off, he said, uh, tell me what your priorities are, because he's going to help me work out time apportionment and that sort of thing. And I began to list it. He said, no, no, no. Uh, Get your diary out. Let me see what you're actually doing. Because in reality, whatever you say, that is the practice of your priorities. Not what you're saying you're going to do, not what you intend, but what you're actually doing. In James, let's just quickly turn to James chapter 1. It's another important um, verse here. It's 1 verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Gets a bit stronger there. If you listen and merely listen, it's kind of deceptive. Because there's a great danger if we know that we might think we're also doing Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word and doesn't do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. 
But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, will be blessed in what he does. You getting the point? God requires not just hearers, but doers. See, that could think, oh, yeah, well, dear me, I've got to try harder. Yeah, the only thing is, this is the gospel of the kingdom. This is the gospel of grace. This, frankly, is not about trying harder. Nothing that we do in advance in the kingdom of God is about trying harder, as though we could do it. I'm trying hard to forgive that person. I'm trying hard to be more thankful. It doesn't work like that. It works by choosing. I choose to do what God wants, and his grace gives me the ability to do that. It's about choosing, not trying. So let's remember that we, we actually have a new identity, a new nature. The Bible talks about being, it's like being born again. We have a new life source, a new ability to actually live in a way that's pleasing to God. We just make the choice. He gives us the ability because we can try from now till Jesus comes and we'd never achieve it because trying ain't going to do it. But choosing and receiving his grace empowers us to do that. So what we do flows actually from who we are. Essentially, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 spells out that we are a new creation. We're outside of the normal human experience. We're no longer limited to our ability, our natural ability. We receive, when we come under the Lordship of Jesus, we receive a new power, a new ability to live differently. Is that good news? Mildly good news? Very good news, yes. So grateful for Andy. Who would vote in favour of the fact that it's very good news? Yes, yes, yes. It's so very good news that it's actually God's promise to us. It's not a life of trying, it's a life of choosing and receiving his power to do it. What we're just talking about, uh, what Dawn was just telling us about there in Peru. There's <laughs> nothing about trying, but actually experiencing uh, the reality of God's power as they chose to submit to him. So we have to make a choice. Let's come back to the, the, the story, the wise man and the foolish man. The choice is based on this. Is it what God wants? Is it what God Well, it looks good to me. Hmm, yep. But is it good to God? Is it what he wants? The fact that it looks good. The fact that it's a better outlook. Let's take anything. What, what should we take? Let's take a career choice. Let's take a career choice. Well, it, it looks good. The outlook is better. It's actually 
an easier job to achieve something in, and actually, I could make more money. Now, all of those things are pretty positive. But if we do it, and if we move into it, without, is this what God's got? Is this God's choice? We can actually end up setting our ability to assess against God's infinite wisdom. Now, all of those other things may be right. They may be factors in the mix. But the final arbiter, the final deciding factor, is it God? Is this what he wants? Is this his way? So, the sand looks an easy place to build. And the rock looks hard. It's more work. I mean, I'm not a builder. We've got builders amongst us that could tell us about that. But uh, generally speaking, um, you, know, you wouldn't start building something on sand. Now, I know that there are certain forms of building where you could lay a, lay a deep layer of sand and then put a dirty great concrete pad. And, but that's what they do in other places. We're British. We do foundations. So, yeah, there's different ways, but it's the truth of the matter that on the face of it can look easier. But is it right? Is it God? To actually prepare and work at the foundation. What would that look like? Well, it comes back to this. Lord, I see all these things. It looks good. But here's the preparation. What do you want? Is this in your plan and your purpose? Let's get our hearing right, that we hear what he says. You know, lots of people will tell you what they feel and what they think, and some of them will speak out of glorious ignorance. I get disturbed at times when I see that people are taking up input and advice, and I think, yeah, but that's, that's unproven, it's certainly not God. It certainly doesn't have that sense of God's position in it. But once we hear, here's an important thing, it's kind of not directly related. But once we've heard, it's a good idea to get on and do. Sometimes I think people do hear, but deliberate on the doing. And I think it's a much safer principle. Once we hear and once we know and once God has spoken, we simply get on and do. So the action follows quickly. Well, uh, I feel God is telling me to uh, maybe to, to go and help Heidi. Yeah, I think maybe, I think that's what, yeah, God is telling me to go and help and go and say, can I, in what way can I help you? But let me see, I've got a lot on this week and, uh, and then I'm not sure how well she'll receive it and you know, she's probably got a lot of help and she probably doesn't really need it. What am I doing? I'm allowing, I've heard, I've decided, but then I've delayed. And what is it the Bible talks about? The birds of the air can come and snatch and take away. 
I think to hear and to do and to get on with it is very important. So we come back to something we've talked about quite a bit recently. Are you open to hear and do? Now, the term we've tended to use is that nudge that comes from God. And what we're saying, this is what God allows us to do. If we conclude it could be God, then we step out on it. It could be God. Well, if I get it wrong, well, you won't be the first and you won't be the last. And God will still love you. But the commitment to do what he says. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Going to come with a little challenge at the end. Mm, Should have told you that before, really. Never mind, you still got time to pick up what we're saying. To hear and to do. Just a nudge. There was once in the Bible where God made quite plain what he wanted by writing it on the wall. Once in the Bible. I have never yet had God write something on the wall, have you? Spoils the paintwork as well, doesn't it? So we can't limit God to one thing. But our willingness to do what he says. I love... (coughs) That um, biblical story, remember the story of the Good Samaritan when the guy asked him, so who is my neighbour? Who's the person that I should love? And he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. All about doing. And he finishes up and he says, this is what you should do. It's not something that's a nice heartwarming story. And it's all about actions, all about doing. Remember the Samaritan, he... He rescued the guy. He took him uh, to a place, to an innkeeper to look after him. He paid, uh, was it two days' wages? That's, a, that's quite a, a lot of money uh, to actually uh, care for the guy. And then he said, more than that, if it costs you more, I'll reimburse you when I come on my way back. I mean, that was all about action and doing. God is a God of action. So building upon the rock, acts of kindness, serving, giving, uh, all of that comes out of being on that right foundation. The right foundation is the foundation of love and what God says. I might have told you before that I had a, uh, I missed my kind of desired vocation in life. I wanted to be a lighthouse keeper. I was particularly attracted for many, many years to the solitude (laughs) of just being away from people. (laughs) Something went slightly different. But lighthouses, and I didn't want one of those that was sort of on shore. No, I wanted one that was built at sea, on a rock. And you know, it's an amazing thing how they withstand all the, the raging waves and tempest because it's built upon a rock, but it's there showing light constantly in the goodness of God. So if you build upon a sand, we get taken up with, with, with the, the apparent ease, the money, the, 
what it can do, the reputation, the popularity, being accepted by the in crowd. Oh, yes, well, we all know. Yeah, guys, it's one thing to know. It's another thing to be aware of the degree to which that is influencing the choices that we make. And the safe way is to come back, to build upon the rock and say, is this God? Is this what he wants? You know, often when you see pictures of storms and hurricanes, the kind of buildings that suffer the most damage are mobile homes. And that's because they don't have any foundation. A bit of chain tying it to the ground, not sufficient. Good intentions are not enough. It's about doing what he says. Best way, do you know how easy it is to forget? Anybody have any problem with sometimes forgetting? It's a problem, isn't it? Easy to forget, right? Where's my phone? I did it the other day. I thought, oh, I must pick my phone up. And I had it in my hand at the time. (laughs) Gets worrying, doesn't it? But you know, practicing constantly, determining I will hear what God says, so vital and so key. God empowers us as we practice. You know, secure in what God says. Again, this came out in a conversation I was having with Mike Stevens. And he was talking, I forget the actual thing, he was talking about, does it bother you? Does it know? Because I know that God has said. And you know, if you can say, I know that God has said, I know that I'm doing, doing, remember, doing what he said, there's a place of security and a place of rest in that. In fact, it is the most secure place on the face of the earth. When the storms come, it will stand. Interesting, the psalmist in Psalm 61 says, and when my heart is overwhelmed, when things, the issues of life, the emotions become too much, lead me to the rock. Place me on the rock, on that foundation of your word, which is so much stronger. So how do we do it? How do we build? We hear God and do it. And what is he saying? Let me just give you a couple of easy ones. We've already touched on it. Daniel started us with it this morning. What is he saying? In everything, give thanks. Well, there's a good starter. There's a good starter. Listen carefully, because I'm getting towards that little challenge thing. Yeah? And I'm kind of helping you, because that's the kind of person I am. Very, I help you, you know? Don't look at me like that. I do. In everything, give thanks. Have you heard God say that? Are you doing it? There's a starter. Yeah? Um, let's try another one. 
Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That's something he said. Are we doing it? I was telling somebody the other day, talking about forgiveness and the power of forgiveness, second most powerful force in the universe after the love of God, I believe. How that time, I've told you about this before, but how that time um, with Richard Cole, and we had this big meeting in London, and we were talking, this was just towards, I think, after the Civil War, and there was so much hostility in the nation. And we were talking about forgiveness. And there was one part of the huge number of people there that would accept that, and the other part that wouldn't accept it. And we nearly, this was a big meeting in, uh, in the centre of London. <clears throat> this is probably the closest we've come to a riot uh, in terms of uh, talking in a meeting. And we managed to escape before it finally blew up. Because of the, the, the huge conflict between what happens in us, we need to get revenge. We need to put this thing right. And of course, in a lot of what we read and what we see in television and films, that is a just, presented as a justifiable motivation. <clears throat> Father, forgive them. He calls us to forgive. That's, we're pretty sure that that's the word of the Lord, but how about the practice of it? And thirdly, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I've loved you. And how can we do that? Just imagine. I mean, it's one thing to love Heidi, you know, because she's nice, but then I've got to turn around and love Daniel. <laughs> yes, Lord, is all that's necessary. Yes, Lord. And he gives that to us. Okay. <clears throat> Beware of the wrong foundation, the damage and destruction that that can take. If my motivation is self-glory or the approval of others or to win favour, that's unlikely to be something that God has said. One thing have I heard, and that will I commit to do. So... Have to stop there because our time's up. Here's a little challenge. Is there one thing that you know that you've heard and you know that you're yet to do? This week is doing week. If you're not sure, because we don't really just want to talk for the sake of talking. If you're not sure and you want to join in this and be a participator rather than just a listener, then here's what to do. I guarantee this will be answered. Lord, is there something that you told me to do that I've not yet done? Will you remind me? And God will speak to you. And it will be something I'm sure that you said to you before. It may be even one of the things that I've given you examples of. This week, 
doing week. A commitment by the grace of God to do what you've heard. Fancy that challenge? It really doesn't matter because you're stuck. Because you've heard the challenge. <laughs> yeah, you either take it or you don't. You can't fancy it. Come on, let's pray. This is your word, Lord. We receive your word. And we hear about building on the right foundation. And the foundation, according to your word, is to listen to you and to do it. Lord, your word's very clear about this. And Lord, to get us just responsive to you in all that we've sung today, being responsive to you and recognising who you are seems key critical. And so, Lord, we present ourselves as those that have heard and are making a commitment to do this week for the glory of your name. Amen.